0: But like there was a there was one teacher I remember Ellen Vance uh, at the art institute. I remember that I kind of had a feeling she was like a maybe a libertarian. I wasn't sure because the way she was teaching history, she seemed to have kind of a libertarian slant to it. So after class, I'm like, "Are you a libertarian?" She's like, "Yeah, I just don't tell anyone because I'll get (laughs) fired." I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" So like I I, you know I was reading between what she was saying. Nice. And uh, it was funny though. But if you are a libertarian and you're in you know education of any sort, I mean, you really have to be quiet about it. You really do or you could lose your job, except for like guys like Walter Block, who's just open, you know, whatever. But he hired on, you know, they know about him. So it wasn't like something that like, what the fuck? You know, he comes out and says, I'm an anarchist. Okay, cool. But most college professors are not, if they are libertarian or conservative, especially mm-hmm. in Washington or Oregon or California, they keep their mouth shut. Transmitting directly from the launch pad. blue collar to your cell tower the rock and roll libertarian himself it's time to blast off with johnny rocket i know you gotta dig an old record machine and you gotta be that rocker scene i know you gotta dig that hip hop high and you gotta dig an old sub the five am roots rock ready i roots rock ready i roots rock Ready our Roots Rock, ready on Roots Rock, ready, 10, ready to rock tonight. Hey, it's Blast Off with Johnny Rocket. Welcome to the show. And this is the actual pre-show, pre-flight, I don't care what you want to call it. I'm very excited that we're actually doing the very first pre-show. So this isn't really the first show, but I guess it would kind of be the first show. So it's sort of the first show, but it doesn't count, kind of show. Anyways, it's Johnny Rocket and welcome to the very first pre-flight show. And I wanted to introduce my co-host and she will continue to be my co-host on the show. Well, first of all, let me just tell you what she's done and some of the things she's done. She's the LPWA Region 3 alternate. She is a libertarian activist in the state of Washington. She is the board for public relations in Kitsap County, Washington State. She's the assistant communications director for the Libertarian Party of Washington. And she's the director of marketing and sales for Launchpad Media. Give it up for Miss Raylene Lightheart. welcome to the goddamn show. How you doing, Rayleigh?
1: Well, I'm goddamn great. Thank you for asking. How are you?
0: I'm good. So I'm really excited that you're actually, you're going to do this. I've been trying to talk to you about getting on the launchpad and now you're actually part of the launchpad and you're my co-host. Who would have thought?
1: I never would have, but this is great. I know it's
0: crazy. So everyone knows who the fuck I am, right? but I'm sure a lot of people want to know who the fuck you are. Okay. So what have you been doing in Washington that's been pissing off the left?
1: Start oh, there. Well, arguing with commies is one of my favorite yes, pastimes. I
0: love it. <laughs> Thanks. Better dead than
1: red, right? Oh, every time. Every time, obviously, yeah. So I like to go onto local media pages and um, speak on behalf of Libertarian Party of Washington State. I like to talk to just local news stations and, and the people locally. I will tell you, you've heard about the Seattle minimum wage issues, and then how they're trying to do the head tax, and and so that's that for the you know they call it the Amazon tax, even right. though they're not just taxing Amazon. So it is some crazy socialist um, nightmare that we have locally in Seattle. Luckily, where I live is a little more um, reasonable, but it's changing.
0: Well, as soon as like you, you go like 10, 15 miles outside of Seattle, everyone becomes like somewhat more reasonable. Like if, if, if you're in the heart of the city, it's like you're in a different world.
1: It is. I just have to tell you, I think that, outside of these major cities we have people who are living in the cities they're working or very nearby we have people who are commuting to their jobs and then back they have regular bills regular families and that's why they don't like regular taxes
0: well yeah because most of the people who live in seattle or they don't really i mean their dog is their kid if you go to the city nobody has kids there everyone has a dog
1: there are a lot of pets in seattle actually
0: there's more pets in seattle than anywhere Ever. I've never seen so many fucking dogs. And I don't have a problem with dogs. I love dogs. Yeah, But I honestly believe that they think that is their children in the city of Seattle. I I find it hilarious.
1: Maybe because they can't afford to have real kids in the city because of the way they've regulated everything, you think? Well, Raylene,
0: here's the thing. I I want to you know I'm just kind of I'm really frustrated about this head tax too because I don't know what they're trying to do. I, I don't understand what the the Socialist Alternative Party, whatever they're calling themselves in Seattle, what they're trying to what they're trying to do is are they trying to fuck themselves? Because I mean they have every I, I'm just waiting for every big business in Seattle to go away. I'm waiting for everyone, and I'm waiting for them to go. You know what? They're going to have an economic collapse, and they're going to wonder what happened. And I'm going to laugh, but then they're going to turn around with their logic and say, "Well, we didn't try socialism hard enough."
1: Yes, that's the pattern so far, and I and I think that with the head tax, what did they end up on? Is it 250 or 275? I think it might be 250.
0: I, th- I think it's two. Fifty? I don't know.
1: You know, it was so confusing. First, they started asking 500. for five hundred, right? And then Sawant actually wanted. She said they were going to need about a thousand dollars per employee. That's what it would be better as. Is that was her something she said or suggested was an idea? I I have to tell you that the compromise of only two hundred and fifty dollars per head per employee is the most ridiculous. I've ever heard. I can't believe we're punishing businesses. All we're doing is hurting everybody, obviously. Mm -hmm. They already are having struggling, and Amazon's already saying they're not sure about putting a second location here. They actually stopped building in protest. So we're talking about smaller businesses that are actually going to be hurt, like restaurants and even dicks drive in. Right.
0: But what's, I mean, why would anyone go there? I mean, if I was going to open up a really big business there in Seattle, what would be the incentive? Who would want to go there? It's like, we have to pay out the ass. Mm -hmm. There's no reason Mm -hmm. to go there. Why would anyone in their right mind? I mean, I'd rather go to like Tacoma, like Tacoma right now is like, yes, that's the way to do it now. I mean, go to Tacoma.
1: Tacoma's hopping. They're hopping right now.
0: Oh yeah. 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 I mean, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, even though this is a local issue for us, you know, it kind of goes across the United States. I mean, period. I mean, you can look at economic freedom and figure it out. Like a lot of the cities in the in the country that have really less regulations and less taxes are more prosperous Um, there's a lot of great even the southern states i mean you know the southern democrats but like dallas fort worth for example is doing really well
1: well you are looking at a few things don't forget that when a city starts to be prosperous who moves in and what do they start voting for and who do they put into positions of power and unfortunately the liberals do end up migrating taking over and out voting by mob rules. And they start taxing the heck out of everything. Like they want more amenities. They want everyone to pay for them. And then they tax themselves in oblivion. We are going to be the next Detroit here in Seattle also. Oh, I believe if so. If we don't get our crap together. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And it's going to happen. In, I mean, it's already happening in Chicago. Uh, it happened in Detroit. Again, I mean, it was it was crony capitalism with Detroit, I would say is, yep. you know, definitely the government got involved and they had the unions. And that's, I don't have a problem with unions, but when you start having legislation revolve around unions, that's where you have problems. Right. So like you have these guys who are probably worth $15 an hour getting paid 40 or $50 an hour with full benefits, full, you know, vacation, full everything. Who pays for that? Who ends up paying for that when you buy a car? You know, the consumers right. pay for that extra money that it costs yes. for that extra guy who gets his vacation. But- He should be making $15 an hour for doing what he does. So this is why you look at like, you know, the Japanese cars, Japanese car manufacturers. Why are the Japanese cars so fucking good? Because you're not paying you're not paying for their wages you're not paying for their vacation you're not paying for all these other things
1: and we're not paying for bailouts let's just talk about uh, that bailouts sure sure absolutely so when we have businesses that have to keep themselves in business if we left them alone and they're successful then they're successful when they are putting themselves out of business because of poor practices and then the taxpayers have to bound about When they say too big to fail, when they're talking about a business or an industry, then we have to take a look at what is the government's job? What is the state after? What do they benefit from it?
0: Oh, absolutely. Most of the time, I mean, the government sucks. They just can't manage anything.
1: Not only can they not manage anything, but they have their sticky, dirty little fingers in every little thing there is. So every single problem people have that's outside of personal relationships, when they when they talk about not having any money, they have problems with, you know, I have a friend and she is a hairstylist and she's very talented. And I said, did you get your hair styling license? I'd like to cut my hair with you. And she said, no, I had twelve hundred hours in, but I didn't finish it and they expired. And now I have to start all over again. And this woman cannot cut hair or she has to pay the state.
0: Well, that's ridiculous. I mean, yes, it is. I don't believe in any licensing laws, any none, Me period. Either. Me either. Driver's license, bullshit. Get certification. Yes. We're just in this point where, you know, there is no freedom and there is no liberty. And yet people believe that people are so brainwashed into thinking that, yeah, well, you need to get a license for that. No, you don't. No, you don't. You can get certified. There's a big difference. A certification could be more valuable and actually could be more restrictive than a license. But at the same time, it's the company's reputation who issues that certification that's held liable to that standard.
1: Yes. I mean, when you look at a third-party entity, we are talking about like consumer reports is exactly like the gold standard. Right, of- right. Mm -hmm. And and it's always better than government licensing. And most restaurants that are worth their salt actually have more stringent rules for their own corporate stores or franchises to keep things clean and cold and throwing things out at a certain time. I mean, they are actually more stringent than the state. So what are we even involving the state at all for?
0: Because they want to get their money. This is the thing. They force those licensing and all that other shit so they get paid and not a certification company. It's a form of income. Mm -hmm. You know, we've talked about the cops, private, personal conversations, but if there, you know, there would be less police brutality or hardly any, if we had private police. And if you think about it, if they did something wrong, that's the reputation of their company. And if they keep doing things wrong, guess what? They're going to get fired or go under. Correct. So if they're abusing people and actually committing crimes against people and harassing people, they won't have a job. Right. So it would act, the, the market in itself would prevent that from occurring. But people just get scared when they think, "Oh, free market," because you know you have these evil corporations, dude. But if they were so evil, you know, I could see it. Like if you're forced to pay for something, like we—I don't know if you have Puget Sound Energy in Washington State, everyone. We have a company called Puget Sound Energy, so everyone has to use their util- our utility company. You can't choose anything else. So you- Legalize
1: monopoly. Legalize
0: mm-hmm. monopoly. So that—that that in itself would be crony capitalism. I can't go somewhere else to get my utilities. I have to go through them. But in a free market, McDonald's is big and popular and a big corporate giant. Why? Because people like fucking McDonald's. No one is forced to eat at McDonald's.
1: It's all voluntary.
0: You know what I'm saying? It's all voluntary. So no one is being forced to eat at McDonald's. You're right. And that's why everyone's like, oh, McDonald's is so evil. Why? People obviously enjoy it. Well, they're unhealthy and they're killing people. That's their choice to whether or not they want to be eating healthy or not. I mean, sure, it's not. I mean, going into McDonald's, I know that generally speaking, I know I'm not going to come out of there feeling good. Like it tastes good at the time. But as soon as you're done with your meal, you're like, fuck, shouldn't have eaten that. I'm going to feel that later. I
1: I just had this happen. I just ate Burger King last night and like a guilty pleasure. And it was horrifying. And I thought I deserve this. I knew what I was doing. I'm an adult. I'm responsible for my decisions. Right. Exactly.
0: But then you're burping onions for like the next two hours.
1: And then you <laughs> Not can never me. Get, I don't
0: burp. Oh, yeah. You're a girl, right?
1: <laughs> right. But right. Uh,
0: uh, but like what I was saying is, but you can't wash the onions off your hands when you eat a Burger King hamburger or cheeseburger. You're like for four hours, you're like, God damn, my hands smell like fucking onions. You're scrubbing them <laughs> with like steel wool and fucking, you know, borax and the whole night. Lie. Lie and the whole night. You're like, I can't get this fucking shit off my fucking hands. It smells like fucking Burger King. And you'll smell like Burger King for like at least a week after you eat it. So, I mean, it's good though. Sure. But McDonald's fries are definitely better than Burger King, Burger King's fries.
1: Every, oh, okay, they are good. I think that they just put the starch into little French fry molds and fry that. I'm pretty sure it's so good. McDonald's? I think it, yeah, I don't think it's real potato anymore. I think it's just potato starch just solidified in little French fry molds that they freeze and drop into fryers. I don't, I'm I don't, ca-
0: sure. I don't care. It's fucking good. Me either. It's crack. Either. It's fucking crack.
1: No, that's why I try not to eat it because I'm addicted.
0: I'm I like addicted it. to McDonald's fries. Absolutely. Going back to what we were saying, there is no such thing as a monopoly. Businesses get rich because they have a product that people enjoy. How come no one's getting upset about Apple? Because, I mean, like, think about it. They talk about evil corporations, but uh, I mean, Apple, it's designed here in the United States. They overcharge their product. Oh, yeah. And they pretty much have slave labor putting together their iPhones.
1: I have an Apple. But
0: nobody gives them shit. Yeah, me too. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love that shit. (laughs) I
1: love it. Me too. It's so easy to use. It's great. I don't want things that are complicated. I want it to be simple. I have things to do and it's easy for me and I paid way too much for it. I will admit it. I mean, I'm really a cheap woman. Sometimes I'm very frugal, but this was, it was uh, something I splurged on and I'm glad I did it and I don't feel bad about it.
0: I love it. I love the iPhone. Me too. Can't get enough of it.
1: But they do design them to probably break. I mean, that's a dick move and eventually someone's going to come out with better products, and I bet they already have, and I'm just stupid to use an Apple. I mean, that's the truth, so. It's a good point,
0: though. I think a lot of people go with Apple, you know, just because people have been with Apple for so long, Right. I think people are afraid to try something new.
1: Brand loyalty, man, that's a huge deal.
0: Yeah, I think it's kind of a brand loyalty thing, but I also think it's kind of like, what did they call it, the Apple culture or something like that, where once you kind of start to know how to use it, it's like, I can't, I don't want to like learn something new. Like, I've heard the Samsung Galaxy is a great phone but I don't yep. want to go through the hoop de hoops and trying to figure out the new Samsung and I heard it's great it's a great phone and I heard it's built really well and all this other bullshit but I don't want to go through the whole process of relearning a phone system I mean, because I've gotten my shit down pretty good, but I, you know, I figured out my settings and all that crap, and now I don't want to go through the whole rigmarole.
1: Well, I mean, if you look at this, what they need to do is just make one that's so easy for you to use. There's so much like that interface that you will. And I think the newer phones are more like that, more accessible and in a little more Apple-esque. And I, I mean, I think that, There are a lot of people who will tell us how Androids are much better and I think that they probably are, but brand loyalty is a big deal. And also when you upgrade and change your phones, the fact that everything is transferable, there's a cloud, it's just so easy. I mean, and that's what a business is supposed to do. They are supposed to keep the consumer in mind and look to see what the need is, what people are not settling for and what they will settle for. You know, I heard in Japan, all their phones are um, waterproof. If that's true, then we're the biggest morons ever. No, we have waterproof phones. But they should all be waterproof, right? Well, or they, they should the
0: be. But I mean, well, they're doing it now. Like my iPhone is waterproof.
1: Nice. I can't Good. like
0: submerge. I can't. I, it, it's not recommended you go swimming with it or anything, you know, but sure. like, but at the same time, it's like, really, am I going to text underwater? I mean, I don't, I'm not that busy, you know, like, <laughs> oh, shit, I gotta <laughs> fucking make this call. Fuck. I mean, (laughs) mean, there's no reason to text underwater or make a phone call underwater. I mean, you really got, you got, you know, you kind of got yourself booked if you keep doing that shit. But so going back to Apple, like we were Mm -hmm. saying, how come the left does not jump on their shit? No one has a problem with Apple and the left.
1: That's because people are so hypocritical. They can't see past themselves at times. They want to point at other people, but they don't want to challenge their own hypocrisies. And that is sometimes intentional and those people should be shamed. And other people just need to be talked to and they need to be inter- engaged with and interacted with and we need to ask them what is important to them and then start showing them where government is actually hurting their lives because it is everywhere in everybody's passion projects, the things they care about. I can point almost every time to how government gets in the way of that.
0: I'm with you on that. I am with you on that. So Raylene, you had some, I, I know that you're, you're new to the show. So I just want everyone to kind of know about you. You've been doing some really good stuff for Launchpad Media. Uh, you've been getting out there and uh, you are our director of marketing and sales. Mm-hmm. So I really think this is great that you're also on the show now. Um, but how how do you like working with us? I mean, do we not have a fucking cool board?
1: It's kind of too cool. I don't even, I it's so many.
0: We may they- not get shit done, but yeah.
1: No, I mean, just the brilliance of everybody on the board and the commitment to liberty, the commitment to outreach and um, providing a platform for so many people to come to and um, get their voices heard with all different kinds of media. This is quite the opportunity. And honestly, I think it's going to be big.
0: I think so, too. But anyways, we're doing a uh, I don't know if you guys have heard or if you've been under a rock, but I'm doing a thing called Launchpad Media. So, obviously, the Johnny Rocket Launchpad is over with, and Launchpad Media is kind of taking its place, more or less. But Launchpad Media is a company that's designed to push individualism, push liberty, push voluntarism, and actually have a a collective of libertarian or like-minded individuals who can promote and push their agenda. Or libertarian yes. propaganda, more or less. <laughs> but instead of doing it by yourself or having one person trying to go, hey, I'm a libertarian, I'm going to do a radio show or a podcast or whatever out in the middle of bumfuck Egypt, it's an opportunity for all these libertarians that to come together and pretty much have each other to kind of back each other up so we can get our message of libertarianism out there. And not only, but our main focus is to change culture. So our, Mm -hmm. our, our focus isn't necessarily to just do podcasts and radio shows. I mean, we want to improve the arts. We want to do music. We want to do movies. We want to do TV shows. We want to do the whole nine. The sky's the limit. But we're not just like a radio station or a network. Uh, We're so much more than that. We want to be something that, you know, is actually changing culture. We actually want to make a difference. So some of the proceeds and the profits that we're getting from the company are going back into either A, new projects, or B, making the old things better. So I just want everyone to kind of catch up with what I'm doing with Launchpad Media. And Raylene is the director of marketing and sales. So just to catch everyone up with what's going on. So you're like, what the fuck is going on? Who, media director of what? Uh, what the fuck? So now that everyone's caught up on what we're doing, please check out the launchpadmedia.com. It should be up uh, June 18th. So that is our launch time. So Raylene, go ahead. Back to what you were saying.
1: Oh, what was I saying? I don't know. You so- were talking
0: about director of marketing and sales and I interrupted you because I said nobody knows what the fuck we're talking about. We should probably bring that up first.
1: You know what I'm so excited about, just to go back to Launchpad Media, I am so excited to have so many people who want to embrace individualism at the same time as independence and freedom from the what is already the status quo. So there's a lot of oh, yeah. cool rogue, uh, radical people, just um, whether it's homesteading, homeschooling, starting businesses, entrepreneurship, learning economics. I mean, this is going to be a really great shopping mall of liberty and self-ownership. Oh, yeah. very stoked.
0: Well, I'm excited because there's not just like one flavor of show. Right. Like we're all libertarians, but there's different flavors of libertarianism. I mean, like they're, they're all radical, but they're all in just in a different vein. You know, like- right. You know, you have libertarians who are wearing suit and ties and are like as radical as a guy with dreadlocks, but we're all <laughs> on the same sheet of music where we all want the end result to be the same. Right. And I think it's really cool to have, you know, one cool thing about libertarianism is you'll meet other libertarians and you would probably never talk to these people in a million years. Totally. Like you'd be like, I would never talk to that guy if he wasn't a libertarian. <laughs> and yet here you are talking to him. Like I, I, You know what I'm saying? It's really cool because you get to meet all these people who are not maybe from your Social clique, more or less. I guess that would be the correct word to use. but
1: Totally. Well, that's because liberty is for everyone. It and is, it's, yeah. It's the individual and the minority. The individual is a minority. And when you look at that, and every single person is their own little self-government. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And so when we go out into the world, we don't have to collectivize. We can actually cross over into different lifestyles and different types of personalities because ultimately we all have different reasons for wanting liberty. We have passion projects and things we care about, whether it's body autonomy and medical freedom, whether it's legalizing, you know, cannabis and, and um, helping people medically and testing, you know, Project. things like yeah, LSD and mushrooms and colleges and seeing with how they can treat uh, soldiers for PTSD and the things that they do. And I mean, this can go anywhere. And sometimes it's just straight up. We hate government. Stop taxing us. You know,
0: I mean, the ideas of liberty seem so obvious, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's just it's really bad when you, i mean to me it's obvious it didn't really the basic idea of libertarianism didn't really take too much for me to buy into it i mean i got really? it i got it from the get go but i i noticed that it's very hard for others especially in the you know west coast east coast i mean the ideas of libertarianism seem very obvious to me but it seems very very distant and very foreign And somewhat alien to people who are who are part of the left
1: statism. Yeah,
0: that's what it is. And I mean, when I went to college, I don't know if you've ever been to a formal college or not. But when I went to college, I mean, it was pretty bad. I remember Mm -hmm. people going, you know, we have this problem and how should we solve it? Well, we need to create laws. I'm like sitting here going, what the fuck is wrong with you people? And every one of them wanted to make a law. And that was their solution to everything. And I Yeah. I don't think that's I don't think that's how it should be at all.
1: Let me ask you, were you a libertarian when you went to college?
0: Oh yeah. Oh, so I okay. really pissed people off. Yeah. I had my like don't tread on me flag and everyone thought I was a conservative. I'm like, I'm not a conservative. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So what are you then? I'm a libertarian. Oh, you're worse. Okay, great. No, I mean I I didn't I kind of kept myself apolitical because I was smart. I didn't really want to get into conversations with my professors uh, because I knew it, oh, would, yeah. it would fuck me in the end, you know?
1: And it, and it will definitely, it will. It will. So definitely I- bias. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, look what happened at Evergreen with the teacher that, that spoke up. I mean, even the other teachers were condemning him for being upset about the walkout day. Oh yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's actually, I think more about the other staff, to be honest with you. I think that there is definitely a club and, I I know that my own cousin said she had to change how she wrote her essays because she was getting graded accordingly to what she was writing about.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't surprise me one bit. Wouldn't Mm -hmm. surprise me. So, Raylene, this has been really fun. I didn't want to do this for too long just because we have uh, other obligations and stuff like that. But this is episode zero. I'm really glad you're on board. I'm going to be at Porkfest next show or the very first show for Blast Off of Johnny Rocket. But I'm excited that you're here to do this because you're going to be the actual real co-host on the show. So I just wanted everyone to kind of get to know you before we rock and roll the show forever. You know, so, but this show's going to be big. I know it will be. And I'm excited that you're on board with this.
1: We're going to have so much fun. We're going to have so much fun. We always
0: do. We always do do when we talk. We always have a blast. (laughs) I guess I'm going to let us go and wrap the show up. But anyway, so guys, thank you so much for subscribing to the Johnny Rocket Launchpad. Please don't unsubscribe because this show will now become Blast Off with Johnny Rocket. So don't touch that dial. We're still going to be around. It's just going to be a different name. And now we have Raylene on board. So welcome to the new show, Blast Off with Johnny Rocket. And I'm here with Raylene Lightheart.
1: Thanks, guys. Nice to meet you
0: okay anyway so it's johnny rocket always launching ideas and please visit us at www.thelaunchpad.com forward slash blast off anyway so it's johnny rocket always launching ideas and see you next week rock and roll